Rand Paul says that he's asking the DOJ for a criminal referral into Fauci. Taylor Green gets suspended off of Twitter for COVID misinformation. And Tokyo 2020 social media teams are banned from showing athletes taking the knee. We get into all this and more in just one second, but please drop this video a like, subscribe, rate five stars, uh, click all the buttons, helps out the algorithm. Also, the show is completely funded and supported by you guys. So if you become a patron, I'll give you a call to say thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, become a channel member. It all goes a long way to support me. Listen to full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. Let's get right into this. So Senator Rand Paul says he's asking the DOJ for a criminal referral into Fauci. Obviously, I want you guys to comment below if you think that Fauci should be at least potentially investigated, especially after those emails that were leaked. So Paul claims Fauci lied to Congress about gain-of-function research, about gain-of-research funding. So the two got into a heated exchange on Monday over Paul's accusation that the National Institute of Health funded illegal gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virality. Uh, Fauci and the NIH have repeatedly denied the accusations. Paul on Tuesday told Sean Hannity that he plans to ask the Justice Department for a criminal referral against Fauci. Now, this is an article by The Hill. So let's see if we can find... Um, I guess if they have uh, their left-wing slant, let's see if we can find it. Uh, so Senator Rand Paul says that he plans to request a criminal referral into the Department of Justice against— Okay, uh, the two got into a heated exchange, literally just repeating itself, these articles. The accusation is unsubstantiated, and Fauci, the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, had repeatedly denied the claims during a May hearing. Paul pressed Fauci on the issue, and Fauci emphasized that the NIH has not, uh, has not ever— and does not now fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Paul on Tuesday asked Fauci if he would like to retract that statement, saying, as you're aware of it, it's a, it's a crime to lie to Congress. Fauci said that he would not retract the statement and was adamant that he never lied before Congress. You do not know what you're talking about, quite frankly, and I want uh, to say that officially you do not know what you're talking about. If anybody is lying here, Senator, it's you. That's what Fauci said. I mean, it's not like those emails uncovered anything, um, that he was saying one thing to the public, doing another, saying one thing to people privately, and saying another to, to the mass public. Remember the whole, the, the, remember the actual entire lie about the masks? Remember what the original agenda of the masks were, and they were just lying to people specifically because they didn't want there to be a mask shortage? So don't say you, you never lied, because you have lied, and it, it's proven for a specific purpose. Uh, and, and there's proof of that. And I'm sure probably Rand Paul probably has more proof of, of, of whatnot. And that's probably, he's probably setting him up for something. So during an interview with Sean Hannity, Paul was asked whether he thinks Fauci lied with regards to gain-of-function research and broke the law. Yes, and I will be sending a letter to the DOJ asking for a criminal referral because he has lied to Congress. We have scientists that, are, that were lined up by the dozens to say that the research he was funding was gain-of-function. He's doing this because he has a self-interest to cover his tracks and to cover the connection to the Wuhan lab. Now, does he deserve all, all the blame? No, there are still some conjen conjectures as to whether it, it came from the lab, but he's lying about whether or not he funded gain-of-function research, and yes, he should be punished. And I, lo I, love how they, I, love, I love how they go from saying there's unsubstantiated claims, and then it goes to a quote from Paul, like, yeah, we have, like, doctors that, like, can, and people that can, like, prove it. <laughs> unsubstantiated. You know, how about you let us substantiate it? Let's do an investigation. So the, May, the NIH director, 
uh, sent in a statement that neither NIH nor NIAID uh, ever approved grants that would have supported gain-of-function research on coronaviruses that would have increased the transmission. Okay, the funny thing is, it, this is this is this is a he said, she said. You got one group of people saying, yeah, we 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 um, yeah, it's true, um, incredible people, and then you have people at the top saying it's not true. So hmm. who has you know? There's more incentive for the people at the top to lie about it than there is for the people at the bottom to lie about it. And this goes back to why we should look into it. Dear Democrats, why are you so scared of us looking into things? Let us look into it. Same thing with the election, possible election fraud. Same thing with uh, these lies coming from the, from the mainstream media and, and government officials. Let us just look into it. If you got nothing to hide, let us look into it because there's a lot of stuff that's just not quite adding up. Twitter suspends Taylor Green for misleading COVID-19 information. So she was suspended for 12 hours. She's a Republican representative. Uh, so Twitter says it suspended the account of Taylor Green for 12 hours as she came back on the platform and accused them of censorship. The social media platform suspended Green around 9 p.m. Eastern on Monday for violating his policy after posting misleading two tweets about COVID-19. After staying quiet overnight, Green emerged back on Twitter shortly after 9 a.m. Eastern. Tuesday, uh, uh, criticizing the platform and saying it censored and violated my freedom of speech and compared Twitter to communist China. Now, here's the thing. Now, if Twitter was suspending a regular person for, for whatnot, um, I guess you can make that argument that, you know, they are. I'm just saying you can make the argument. A private company, they can suspend whoever they want, uh, you know, without going into these freaking monopolies and oligarchies, you know, and they can pretty much control free speech, and there's an argument to be made about that. But regardless, it's different when it's a politician versus a regular user. Um, a, a regular user, okay, you know, we can make a case both ways for that. But when you're dealing with an actual elected official and you're censoring the speech of an elected official, just like what they did with Trump, and it seems like it only goes one way, this type of censorship. But yet, you know, you Democrats out there, you're fighting the system. You're, you're fighting the good fight. You're uh, anti-establishment. Go, go, you leftist socialists that are supported by every single multi-trillion dollar corporation and multi-billion dollar corporation in literally existence. You go. You, you go out there and fight that good fight because you're, you're the real resistance. You know, you only got multi-trillion dollar industries on your side, but you're the resistance. Yeah. But the problem is they are not doing this with any other politicians, clearly. It seems only right-wing politicians. And the problem is um, they are becoming the arbiters of even what our government officials are allowed to say. I mean, first we have... And the, the reason why they're doing this is because they already have the mainstream media filter. So when... Whether she's right or not, whether what she's saying is ridiculous or not, regardless, they typically normally had, before social media was so prominent, they would have the social media, uh, not, the, not the, 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 the mainstream media filter. They were able to filter out and pump out whatever they wanted to say. They lost control of having that filter. And the only way that they can actually control, because that's what Trump did, he, he bypassed the mainstream media, went directly to his people through social media, mostly Twitter. And... Now, this is the way the establishment can turn on that filter. And if anything, 
I mean, like they turn it on through algorithms, they turn it on through censorship, they turn it on through bans, uh, they turn it on through a lot of ways. That's why we conservatives are way more engaged on social media than the leftists, where the leftists online are mostly bots, actual bots, uh, just flooding an engagement. Uh, because we need to go out of our way to actually see what people are saying and the truth. You know, there's a demand. Even if you think she's wrong and crazy, I'm not a fan of Taylor Green at all. But I'm always in positions where I am always defending her because of what, the, what, what big tech is doing to her. So let's read what she said. American social media company Twitter banned me for 12 hours, censoring, my spe- uh, my, my, censoring me and violating my freedom of speech. If you know who else silence, censors, and bans people uh, they don't like and want to hear, communist China. Com- communism is not good at Twitter. Save America, stop communism. I mean, she's completely right. No matter what she said, how crazy it is of what she said, it doesn't matter. It, it's speech, and it should be out there, especially a platform like Twitter. And it's coming from a, a, a literally an elected politician, you know? It's, you know, Twitter is just deciding with wh- which opinions are allowed on their platform by which politicians. Just scary to think about. So let's read. The controversial COVID-19 vaccine should not be forced on our military for a virus that is not dangerous for non-obese people and those under 65. With 6,000 vaccinated deaths and many uh, concerning side effects reported, the vaccine should be a choice, not a mandate for everybody. I mean, hmm, I I cannot say whether I agree or disagree because this video will probably get taken down. This is why no entity should enforce non-FDA-approved vaccines or masks. Instead, help people protect their health by defeating obesity, which will protect them from COVID complications and death and many other health problems. We should invest in health, not human experimentation. 100%, I've been saying that for a long time. If you want to reduce your risks of dying from COVID, um, it's simple. You could literally go on a diet, live a better, healthy life, get sleep, take multivitamins, eat healthy, um, lose some weight if you're obese. I mean, if we look at the, the data and the statistics on who's dying from this virus, just be the opposite of those, unless you're old. Um, then you, you got to do what you can. You got to do what you can. So let's read. A little less than half the U.S. population is fully vaccinated, and a little more than half had at least one shot, according to the Disease Control and Prevention. Green suspension also comes after President Joe Biden criticized social media platforms to do a better job of fighting the spread of vaccine information on its sites. Biden was hoping to have 70% of American adults at least half vaccinated by the 4th of July, but the U.S. failed to meet the administration's goals. How about you just let people do what they want? The president softened, and this is the crazy thing, is what is misinformation is literally always a sliding scale. My entire show got demonetized for a year for a spread of misinformation, which that misinformation that I got demonetized for an entire year, that misinformation is now just information. I was just ahead of the curve. That that's it's a sliding scale and, and when you and people are being punished for something that's such a sliding scale and, and it's not even, most of it is just opinions. It's not even based on facts or reality. The president softened his criticisms on Facebook days after he stirred controversy and said that the world's largest social network is killing people because of vaccine misinformation of tech giants allowed to circulate on its platform. You know, the left, the, the, the Democrats, they're such a party of facts and reason and a party for the people. They need to use a multi-trillion dollar um, <laughs> industry in order to... Uh, censor those who speak out against them. Hmm. 
Um, Facebook isn't killing people, uh, Biden said in response to a reporter question on Monday. These 12 people who are out there giving misinformation, anyone listening to them is getting hurt by it. In March, Twitter said, do you see this thing? The Democrats don't think that we have the ability to make informed decisions to go out of our, you know, they're making, by doing this censorship of what's actually going on out there, they're making us want to look into it more, and it's giving credibility to what is being censored. If they let the—this is why they don't believe in the free markets. They don't believe in the free markets of ideas. They just want to ram it down their throats, what they think is right, what they think is the truth, what they want you to do. They don't want you to formulate your own opinions. They don't want you to see that side, that side, and this side, and then make a decision. They just want to ram it down your bum hole until you accept and submit. But people resist. Nobody wants a fist up their butthole unless you like that stuff. In March, Twitter said that it is taking a tougher stance on the pandemic uh, misinformation for repeated violations of its policies, including 12-hour suspensions, including a brief suspension of Green's account in April. Uh, everyone knows that's a lie. That's no mistake. Green tweeted afterwards. Um, okay, that seems to be pretty much the gist of the article. Then she went on and did a press conference. Um, to be honest with you, not really interested in even reading that article. Tokyo uh, 2020 social media team banned from showing athletes taking a knee. IOC and Tokyo 2020 organizers gave instructions on Tuesday. Uh, reference made to images of Team GB versus Chile football match. And as you can see up on screen, there's a photo of a bunch of them taking a knee. A knee. The International Olympic Committee of Tokyo 2020 organizers have banned their social media teams from posting pictures of athletes taking the knee at the Olympic Games the Guardian can reveal. An insider said that the message was delivered from, uh, from on high on Tuesday evening Tokyo time with a specific reference to the Team GB's uh, women's first football match against Chile just hours before kicked off in Sapororo on Wednesday. So that's the thing. I mean, I guess, you know, I, I guess I agree with this because the the Tokyo Olympics, they don't want to have a political opinion. They don't want to have a political stance. This is sports. This is where mm, countries from all over the world take their best and compete. Um, let's not have a divisive political stance in any of this. I, I, ironically, not having a political stance is a political stance nowadays. And not having a political stance is seen as a right-wing political stance because if you're not with the resistance, you're our enemy. You know, what, what is it? If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Was that from uh, episode three of Star Wars? I think that's the quote. Anyways, if you're not with them, you're against them and you're the enemy that needs to be destroyed. It's as simple as that. But if you like, that's the thing is like, hey, we don't want to play this game. We, we want to just have sports. We want to enjoy sports. We don't want to play this game. So let's keep reading. However, none, none of these powerful pictures were posted on the official Tokyo 2020 live blog or its Facebook and Twitter page or its Instagram site, which had more than half a million followers. They were also not seen on any of the IOC's social channels. An insider told The Guardian that they found IOC's stance odd given the organization celebrates iconic pictures of protests, including Tommy Smith and John Carlos raising their fists to protest against the unfair treatment of black people in the United States in the 1968 Olympics. <laughs> so you're really going to bring up something from 60 plus, 60 years ago? Yeah, that, that's it. What, what, are you, what are you talking about? You, you, you take political stances all the time. Remember that time in 1968, you, you had a picture of someone raising their fists because of what was going on in America? Wow. 
literally completely different people running the organization. And back then, you know what? Hey, it was a different time. Nowadays, hmm, it, it, it's, it's a completely different time, but let's not even talk about that. I, literally, if, if it was like last year, oh, well, last year you made a political stance that supported the other side. Okay, now you have an argument. Why would you support left wing but not right wing? Why would you support right wing and not left wing? Is it okay to make a political stance or is it only okay to make a political stance in one direction? This, obviously, uh, if you were going back in time you would, you, and you would compare it to now, you would say, oh, yeah, that, that's um, a left-wing stance. Obviously, that's probably something we would all, honestly, maybe support. Uh, depends on the situation, obviously. But wh why was it okay 60 years ago and not today? Uh, because it was 60 years ago. It was a different time. It was different. It was just, just, it was just different. Different people, different uh, you know, uh, political stuff going on. It was just completely different. Complete, like, why are you even comparing the two? The decision also comes despite the IOC's recent relaxing uh, Rule 50, which had uh, previously f uh, forbidden athletes to make any kind of demonstration of political, religious, or racial propaganda at any Olympic sites, venues, or other areas. Peaceful protest is not allowed on the field to play, provided it's done without disruption and with respect to fellow uh, competitors. However, uh, sanctions are still threatened for any protests made on the uh, metal uh, podium. Speaking after the match against Chile, um, one of the team's GB's three captains said that the decision to take a kneel was supported by the entire squad as players in Great Britain. Uh, we've been taking a knee in a club in international matches, and we felt strongly as a group that we wanted to show support for those affected by discrimination and equality, she added. It was a proud moment because the Chile players took a knee to show how united we are as a sport. You know, <laughs> it's like you're taking a knee, the, the most div the divisive thing going on right now. You, you, you're united against division. Hey, at least you're united. Team uh, GB's uh, chief. Okay, Mark. Okay. Uh, certainly the women's football team here feels very strong about the online abuse and about the racism. Kick it out campaign and about taking a knee. And we're absolutely support that. This, this is just, the, the people that are supporting these movements, you can see it on Instagram all the time, you go to this like white girls in, uh, Instagram, and it's like blacklivesmatter.card, and it's like donate to BLM, I support black people, but it's just self-aggrandizing, it just, it makes them feel better to feel like they're standing up for the little people, this, we're taking a knee, not because it's going to change anything, not because it's going to end racism, it might be adding to more divisiveness and making this political culture even worse and, and increasing the political divide but it makes me feel good that's why i'm doing it simple as that it's like rich white people like taking like a couple hundred bucks and just going to give it to some homeless people that live you know in skid row and then they're going back to their mansions in beverly hills it makes them feel good doesn't really help the problem doesn't do anything those people are well fed doesn't really do anything but it makes them feel good simple as that Anyway, guys, thank you for watching the show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps. Uh, become a patron, patreon.com slash Joey Saladino. Become a patron. I will give you a call to say thank you. We need some patrons. Um, it's been a long time since we got a patron. I'm trying to um, keep this show going as much as possible for as long as possible. Uh, the only thing is, the only reason why I ask for you know channel memberships, donations, and whatnot is because um, the time it takes me to do the show, upload it, do all that stuff, everything... Uh, it takes away from time that I have to do other work that, you know, helps pay my mortgage, put food on the table, feed myself, uh, you know, pay my expenses and my bills. So that's the only reason why I ask, because I want to keep the show going as long as possible for you guys. Um, it just, you know, it, it needs to be 
economically worth my time. And I'm doing it, I'm, I'm busting it out, and I'm doing it for you guys because I, I want to go out there and say the things that you guys may not be able to say on the internet because of your job, because of your work. I'm coming out here, and I'm trying to do my part in this in this, in, in this world by doing this um, and doing this show. So, yeah, you support I appreciate that so much. Even even just watching helps. Even just clicking the like button, comment button, the share button, subscribe button. Even just clicking those buttons. That's even appreciated because that even that helps. You know, I'm doing my part. Do your part. Clicking the buttons. So you can do. Just just click the buttons. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Go go subscribe to the full episode of the Joey Saladino Show. Peace out.